This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by BHP. Reducing greenhouse gas emissions in the production of copper is critical. That's why BHP has committed to solar, wind and battery agreements to help power their copper mine at Olympic Dam in South Australia. It's happening now at BHP. Visit bhp.com slash critical to find out more. So the Royal Commission report into robo-debt has been all over the news for the past week. But if you're like us, you might still be catching up and wondering what it all means. So in this shortcut, we're going to take a look at the fallout for the politicians and public servants involved in the whole scheme, as well as what's going to change as a result of this report. Squeeze Shortcuts is the backstory to the big news stories. I'm Alex Tai. And I'm Claire Kimball. When this Royal Commission report dropped last Friday, I'm just not sure we knew it would be so consequential that the findings against former ministers and top bureaucrats would be so significant. So I feel like we really have needed the full week to just absorb the thousand or so pages of this report. Yeah, it's sort of like this Royal Commission hit like a precision missile. Mm, uh, so mm. just to back it up in a nutshell, robo-debt was a scheme that was hatched by the coalition government in 2015. Uh, it was to try and claw back money from people on welfare. The government reckoned those people had been overpaid and what the government did was use the rhetoric that it was going to be a tough welfare cop on the beat but – guess what? It turned out that they were hounding people for money that didn't actually owe anything. And by the time the whole thing was brought to a halt in 2020, more than 400,000 people had received false and illegal debt notices. Mm. And yes, the Royal Commissioner Catherine Holmes said it was, quote, an extraordinary saga of venality, incompetence and cowardice. And Claire, we know that there were some really severe and tragic consequences of this robodebt scheme. There were cases of people who died by suicide after these debt notices and many, many others who were made to feel like criminals. Yeah, it really has been a sad and sorry chapter in Australia's political history and in our public administration history as well. And Mm. Commissioner Holmes has made 57 recommendations to ensure that it doesn't happen again. And on top of that, there's a sealed section. It's not available to the public at this stage. And that recommends individuals who should be, in Holmes's view, considered for either civil or criminal prosecution. So let's start looking at those individuals, the people who conceived of this scheme and allowed it to carry on illegally for four or so years. We don't know who the commissioner thinks should face further action, but we do know that those referrals have gone to a number of places. Yeah, that's the old section with all the evidence that the Royal Commission has gathered about the actions of certain people. It's gone to the Australian Federal Police, the National Anti-Corruption Commission. Uh, It's gone to the heads of agencies who employ those public servants and also the Australian Public Service Commission. That is, that's a lot of places. It's a very, very wide net. And we know that at least seven public servants had adverse findings against them. And that includes the two secretaries of the department who oversaw RoboDebt. Their names are Catherine Campbell and Renee Leon, as well as other senior managers who the Royal Commissioner believed engaged in deliberate misleading conduct. 
Yeah, that's right. And to be clear, we don't know who's named in that secret section uh, and who's going to have that potential further investigation. But even the fact that so many public servants have been named in that publicly available Mm. report is extraordinary. Mm. Uh, We aren't used to the idea of bureaucrats ever really being called out and named in that sort of way. And clearly their actions were so concerning to the Royal Commissioner that she made findings against them. And without prejudicing any of the work that those bodies might do in chewing through that sealed section, Mm. uh, the Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, has said that he's confident that current agency heads will take immediate action against some public servants. So that is the bureaucracy, the public servants. But we also know that the Royal Commission made adverse findings against a number of politicians, including Stuart Robert, Alan Tudge and Scott Morrison. Yeah, so Robert has left the parliament and he welcomed the report. Uh, He's also said that he hasn't been informed that his name is in that sealed section. Alan Tudge has rejected the findings against him and also said that he isn't named. And Scott Morrison has rejected the commission scathing findings against him. But unlike other former ministers, he hasn't commented on whether he's received advice that he's been named in that sealed section. Well, 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 we will wait and see. But for now, let's take a look at some of the big recommendations in that RoboDebt Royal Commission report and what the government is going to do about them. Before we get into what might be in the news next week, a message from our podcast advertiser, BHP. This week, they're keen to share with Squizzers how the resources they mine are key to the energy transition to renewable energy. Yeah, we often hear about the push towards renewable energy, but what doesn't get as much attention is the role resources play in making that transition possible. Take steel, for instance. It's a key material used in the construction of renewable energy infrastructure as well as in bridges, transportation, hospitals and schools. And a big part of it comes from iron ore. BHP says the importance of responsibly produced Australian iron ore is clear. And by that, they mean reducing the greenhouse gas emissions associated with iron ore production. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power their port facilities at Port Hedland. It's happening now at BHP. And if you want to learn more, visit bhp.com forward slash critical. You'll find that link in your episode notes. So, Claire, a lot of the focus in the media so far around that Royal Commission report has been on the ministers who were responsible. But Commissioner Catherine Holmes also made a whole bunch of recommendations, 57 recommendations. And there's a really big theme in those recommendations about not treating welfare recipients like second-class citizens. Yeah, she spelled out really clearly in her recommendations that Centrelink should be doing better in the way that it deals with people, Mm. whether it's in emails or in person. And she reckons that they're just adding to the stigma that vulnerable people feel already. And the current government services minister, Bill Shorten, said he is already onto this one. He says there are going to be big changes, even in the way that letters are written. And he's already stopped the agency using external debt collectors. He reckons that external debt collectors don't really have a place in a humane and empathetic public service. 
Yeah, and the Commissioner has also recommended that there should be a national hotline that people can ring if they've got a really big issue with Centrelink. She reckons that if it had been in that sort of place, this whole robo-debt saga could have been blown open pretty quickly. And likewise, given most of the people affected by this whole saga were pretty vulnerable, she says that the government should give more funding to support legal aid. And again, the government is already sounding pretty supportive of these recommendations. Bill Shorten said a hotline makes perfect sense. That's his quote. Though the question of legal aid funding, that is one for the Attorney General. And even though it wasn't a formal recommendation, Holmes actually said instead of compensation to the victims of robo-debt, she says a better use of the money uh, would be to increase welfare payments and to actually give those recipients the very security that they're seeking. That is something that Shorten is not committing to. He has pointed out that the government has just recently raised JobSeeker and Youth allowance. Yeah, it's a really big ask and a very expensive one and no one should be holding their breath on it. And look, another really big theme in the Commissioner's recommendations is the need for a truly independent, uh, a frank and fearless public service. And again, Bill Shorten, he is the current minister in charge of government services. He is right on board with this. He reckons the whole episode has left a terrible stain on the public service and exposed a culture of, this is the quote, kissing ass on the way up and getting the big bucks without taking responsibility. I heard Dr. Darren O'Donovan, he's a law lecturer. He has been one of the chief advocates for victims all of these years. And he said that the Royal Commission exposed a den of cowardice within the bureaucracy. He is one who really thinks that the public service needs a major overhaul. And the Royal Commission has made some quite specific recommendations about things that need to change, like inductions and training and accountability within the public service, as well as some senior executives spending more time on the front line. The government says that it's going to take two to three months uh, for it to come up with a complete response to all of those recommendations. Uh, And it might even be longer until we know about the consequences for some of those individuals who've been named in that sealed section of the report. Uh, But the Prime Minister has already said that he doesn't think that those names should stay secret forever. And that is your shortcut to the robo-debt fallout. Now on to our recommendations. So each week we give recommendations for some further reading, listening or watching. And look, 1,000 pages of report might be a bit much for all of us, but if you do want to jump in and see all of the recommendations from the Royal Commission, we have a link that takes you straight to those and straight to that publication. And the one journalist who really has been following this blow by blow has been Rick Morton. Mm. He's been doing some work for the Saturday paper and also for the 7am podcast. So absolutely direct you to him. Uh, He has got a lot of content out, including on the 7am podcast this week. So definitely a good one to look up. Good call. Cannot recommend him highly enough. Thank you so much for listening in. And if you like what you've heard, please tell people about this podcast. And if you have any requests, you can send them through to hello at thesquiz.com.au. And in the meantime, there are plenty more Shortcuts episodes for you to have a listen to. So get onto that. Until next time. Kate. 
Kate Watson, co-host of News Club and The Weekly Wrap, jumping in here to say thank you for listening to our podcasts first and foremost. And if you like them, we'd really appreciate it if you could share them. Tell your mates about us. Tell your family. Tell your barista. Tell your hairdresser. Whoever you think might be interested in the news that we cover. You telling people about us is still the number one way we grow. Thanks in advance.